0: Welcome back to The League, an NBA pod. Today I'm joined by Chris as we do a breakdown of night two in the NBA. This includes a deep dive into both ESPN games, Celtic Sixers, and Nuggets Trailblazers, as well as a look around the entire league. Enjoy. All right, we're back again. Today we're going over night two in the NBA. Today was really the opening night because it was like, just about every team playing, as opposed to just two teams the night before. So it was a pretty interesting night. We'll go into detail with the ESPN game. So first up was Philadelphia Boston. Philadelphia won one hundred and seven to ninety three. It was a pretty interesting game. Once you got past the first half, you could tell it was the first game of the year. A little sloppy at first, but what did you think about the Sixers? I feel like
1: what we thought of them coming in is basically you know what show. You know, I feel like they played well defensively. I think overall, though, I mean, they didn't shoot well, 24% from three, but I think they'll come along. They had 50 defensive rebounds, you know, so, I mean, they're obviously they're a big team with, you know, Embiid and Horford in the front court, and then even in the back court, you got Simmons and Richardson. So, I mean, I anticipated them basically out-rebounding most opponents most nights. But, I mean, overall, I think just the opening night where teams weren't too sharp offensively, but I think they came out, they defended hard, they played hard. And I think they got the, you know, they came out and got the win. But I do uh, anticipate the offense coming together better in the future.
0: No, definitely, definitely. Uh, Josh Richardson led them in scoring. He was 4 for 12 from the field. Uh, 0 for 4 from 3. And that's a big thing. They were 7 for 29 total from 3. So you're going to think that going forward, they're going to want to get that up. Because spacing is going to be the biggest thing with this team in terms of scoring. Because uh, they're definitely a defensive team. And that was very evident as Boston only had 93 points. And that gets to my first point. I think what they can really hang their hat on is the fact that they're so big at every position. It's right. so, like, they were basically shutting off the paint for a large portions of the game. And, of course, that was led by Joel Embiid. Uh, total, B was 5 for 14 from the field mm-hmm. for 15 points. He added 13 rebounds and gave you three blocks. I think there are times where you can see that he still struggles with the double team mm-hmm, like, sure. he didn't he didn't finish any turnovers, but they definitely frustrated him with that yeah he doesn't he just doesn't seem as comfortable still,
1: but I mean I don't you know the double teams aren't going away, so I figure eventually he's gonna get comfortable just just by you know the logic of seeing them so much,
0: yeah, uh, play he'll get more comfortable with it. I mean, this is not the first year. I mean, that's pretty much been the MO on how to like frustrate his team. So Exactly. exactly. So I mean, will we you know, would you agree that he's a great player? I think M B kind of toes the line between like star, like one of the best players in the league and like great, like top five players. Like he's not quite top five, but he's like knocking on the door, you know.
1: That's what I'm saying, but I mean to meet top ten is a great player. So basically what I was getting at it was great players, you know, they figure it out. You know, I mean, they work on their weaknesses and they make their weaknesses, if not a strength, at least, you know, not a liability anymore going into the year. I feel like he'll be able to figure it out. But like you said, I mean, spacing is going to be an issue just in general, especially. I mean, this game, I don't think they needed; they were pressed to, but. I would like to see Ben Simmons, you know, at least show us the shot that he's claimed that he's been working on or that he said he'll take if it's, you know, if it's left open. I'm sure he had some opportunities tonight where he could have pulled up or taken the shot if he wanted to. So
0: definitely. I mean, but as a whole, Ben Simmons still had a great night. He was 11 for 16 from the field for 15 points and nine assists and eight rebounds. I think the biggest thing for him is transition. And that's like the thing for this team. Is mm-hmm. that they can get easy points, because Ben Simmons is an unstoppable transition. He even had, like, one layup. I think it was in the third or fourth, but he was, like, just floating through the air. It was pretty insane. But, I mean, they're one of these teams that's kind of like, I feel like, the Pacers last year, where they're going to just play solid defense. And even more so than the Pacers, they're going to play, like, lockdown defense and just score just enough points to win the game. How do you feel about uh, the bench units for this team? I think I mean, it's interesting because the way I see it, they really have, like, three – categories of players so there's joel mb and ben simmons which those are the leaders of the team and they're going to have to perform every single night and then you have tobias harris josh richardson and al horford oh would you put al horford with mb and simmons or put them in at tobias harris
1: uh, uh i mean oh, on pedigree as a player and, and as a whole i would put them on that same level but just as far as i feel like what you're talking about as far as carrying the offensive load
0: I would probably or just like the team low period.
1: I mean, he's 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 always been more of a a utility guy to me. He can score a little bit, but I don't think I don't think you can count on Al Horford to be leading the team offensively every night. I would probably I would probably put him in that second
0: group. It would be Al, Tobias, to me, maybe Josh. Yeah, I can see that. Well, and my point is just that like those first two guys, like if they don't perform, then it's like I mean, they're the not going to win. Right, exactly. And those, those other guys, they're important because Ben Simmons' limitation as a creator and B, being a center, that means you have to have guys on the perimeter that can make things happen. And Al Horford, because of his playmaking skills, they're going to rely on him to make things happen. And Tobias Harris is their best one-on-one scorer from the perimeter. And then uh, Josh Richardson is going to be their primary spacer because he's the best three-point shooter in that group. So it's going to be very important for those guys to have stretches of scoring, just to ease, just to ease the burden on Simmons and Embiid. Yeah. Then my third tier guys are uh, Matisse Thybul, the rookie, James Ennis the third, Mike Scott, and Furkan Korkmaz. <laughs> I think at this point we can pretty much assume that they really are banking on Thybul kind of being that Robert Covington kind of guy, like three and D, because Sorry. he's. Pretty elite at just getting deflections, like blocks, steals. He had two of those each tonight. So I think he's like, their, you know, he's the main guy, like you know, option A, in terms of the X-factor role-player role. And then it, I think it goes in order from him to Mike Scott. James Innes played terrible, and I don't know if he's going to remain as a <laughs> major rotation guy going forward. Then I mean, who else to they have? I mean... I mean, this one is Furkan. Furkan, I think, is a pretty good shooter, but it's just can he play defense good enough to stay on the court? I mean, Furkan, he played more minutes than Ennis. You know what I mean? So, man, he, Ennis was terrible out there, man.
1: What, he, what was he? He? Wasn't, he wasn't great. Minus 12. Plus Didn't Mike. hit
0: his shot. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. Five fouls, three six, turnovers, six rebounds. no assists. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't have three turnovers and no assists. <laughs> What's going on?
1: But, no, Mike yeah, Scott let the bench in scoring. I think uh, I don't know. I feel like at times Mike Scott can get hot. I,
0: I mean, like it was crazy. like the bench
1: for scoring. You know, everyone had like three points each. Exactly. <laughs> he had he had uh six points on two for seven, uh, six rebounds, zero oh for three from three. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I just I just kind of chopped that up to open the night. I mean, like we said earlier, no one shot well. Honestly,
0: that's true. But it's really just comes down to three and D. Like so, you have your top two guys, your stars. You have your other guys that second tier, which is your creators in terms of just like making shots, and then your third tier, or the guys who are just there to hit open shots and just finish plays. So they're gonna need those guys to step it up in terms of scoring and to keep their defensive intensity. So it's gonna be a battle for that like that three and D role from those four guys all season. Because I don't see Shake Milton or Trey, or Trey Burke. What about Trey? Hey, I don't know what's up with Trey. Uh D M P, but him and Raw Neto, I don't know how many minutes they're gonna be getting. And uh was who they draft last year? Uh, uh I know what you're talking about. It's slipping for me. Okay, hey, well forget him, bro, because he didn't do nothing. He wouldn't even on the uh he wouldn't even dress up, so I don't believe exactly. in him at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think also going back to, like, the whole, like, Trey Burke, Raw Neto, like those other point guards things mm-hmm. uh, topic, Josh Richardson ran back a point for them today. So I don't know if that's what they want to do going forward. If it is, that gives him a very versatile player at that position.
1: I mean, but that, I don't, that just doesn't seem why – does, why does he need to do that responsibility with Trey Burke on the team? Like you said, I, I don't know why he didn't play either, but
0: uh, he seems like he could
1: fill that void.
0: He could. But I, just, I really do like, the, like Josh Richardson getting that like early hook and then coming back in and, like, running that second unit because I think it allows him to get in rhythm. So when he is on the court with the other guys, he's already kind of in the flow. You know, he's able to get shots up. I mean, really but do, you believe, do you believe believe in his
1: playmaking abilities that much
0: to where he's able to lead the second unit, at least in the long term? Again, against second units, I do. Hmm. Also, he, I mean, he still keeps – he's the best defender on the perimeter, so it keeps that intensity up too, whereas Trey Burke, you're really just gun you're banking on him, like, scoring that night, you know? Yeah. And I don't think Trey Burke's at that level to where I trust him yet. I he's gonna get minutes, of course, throughout the year. But I just wouldn't bank on him like solidifying that six man role. That's fair. I mean, anything else on the on the Sixers? Not much. That's pretty much wraps it up. We can go talk about the Celtics. any takeaways from them as a whole?
1: I mean, Kemba Walker didn't play well. It, nowhere near as well as I thought he would. He shot terribly. He didn't facilitate well. Like I said, I don't know. It's it was a bad shooting night, you know. Jason Tatum was eight for twenty two. That's very inefficient on you know, twenty one points on twenty two shots. That's not good. I think I mean it was a good game from to see from Gordon Hayward. You know, I think he played well. So I mean, yeah. I, I feel like that's a good sign moving forward. Just seeing him be able to play comfortably, you know, and take another step forward as far as getting back to that level that he was at before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he and he uh, went to the line eleven times, made nine of them. So.
0: Yeah, he didn't take any threes tonight, which is kind of weird. But I did notice him, like, really trying to get to the mid-range and get Mm -hmm. to the basket. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. kind of seems like he's taking that Jason Tatum role of, like, primary wing scoring option. Mm -hmm. Even though Tatum took more shots than him, just in terms of, like, really, like, trying to make things happen off the dribble. I know Tatum mentioned taking Kobe, a lot of Kobe out of his game, really focusing on, like, threes and layups. I mean, I guess Hayward didn't get the memo. But, I mean, he had a good game in there, range, so I can't knock it. 25 points, but 8 for 15, so.
1: I mean, you know, I, I get the whole, you know, analytics and everything. But, I mean, if that's if that's the shot that you can get comfortably in the, yeah. of the offense, I mean, you got to take that shot, especially if you have the ability to make it. So, I don't knock him from for getting to a spot that he's comfortable from his spot as a player. But uh, how do you feel about Ennis Cantor starting at the center position?
0: I, mean, I think Ennis Cantor is a very – I think he's an underrated – scoring threat in terms of like centers offensively you know, I, don't, league. I
1: don't think he's I, honestly I don't think he's underrated offensively I think I feel like
0: well, his defense is atrocious
1: very, no yeah but I feel like he's very well known you know he's, he, he can get his own offensively you know he's a great rebounder offensively he can score he's very competent offensively but yeah ex- exactly being so bad on defense yeah I mean uh, I don't know what other options they have really I mean if you want to put uh, Williams in there but
0: yeah, Robert Williams, I mean, he gets blocks and stuff, but he's just not reliable at all. And offensively, like he's really just a loud threat and he was missing finishes at the rim today. So it's just kinda like, what is he really giving you? All right. You know what time it is. What? You know what time it
1: is. It's not Tuesday, but you know what time it is. Taco Tuesday? Taco <laughs> I don't know. Tuesday.
0: What does that saying? mean? Taco Fall. Oh, my he, God. No, we're not talking about Taco like, he Fall. He didn't even dress today. But Taco Fall is not real. He's there to sell he's tickets. <laughs> he's like the mascot. So he's a Chachki player? He's he's a gimmick? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he will be an NBA player, similar to like how Boban is, but it's not going to be right away. I probably won't even be on the Celtics. It'll be somewhere down the road. I mean, they have a, a void, so it might it, it might be with this team. I think Daniel Tice is going to get primary backup center <laughs> minutes. Even though Daniel Tice inspires no, he inspires nothing, nothing at all. But I mean, I mean he, he didn't. He only played nine minutes today, so yeah. I and mean, He did nothing with the minutes, really. Not a thing. But he's supposedly good at defense. I guess I don't know what else. <laughs> I mean,
1: like I don't know.
0: I, I don't think they're too
1: worried. It's, as far as the defense coming from that from that big-man spot since they started Ennis canter. I mean, they have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. They have defenders on the team. And they don't – like I said, they don't seem too worried or else
0: they wouldn't have started Ennis Cantor, so. Let's let's be honest. The Celtics this year, they're going to just try to outscore people.
1: Good luck with that. I don't, I don't think that's going to
0: work. Yeah. You would hope that Jason Tatum has a more efficient night. He was 8 for 22, 36 points. You would hope more so Kimber Walker would be better. I mean, Kimba Walker is going to have to be better, but I can – I can count on Ken Walker not averaging 12 points per game. Like, it's going to get up to the 20s. I'm sure of it. Yeah. The thing with Jason Tatum is, like, I get he wants to you know, have a more analytical, friendly game, but there's nothing going to happen until he improves his finishing ability. He tricks so many layups at the round. It's ridiculous. He still took some pretty difficult mid-range shots as well that weren't enough. I feel like he's, he did. I feel like his mid-range shots were more so, like... Nothing was happening, so we need to get the shot up unless so of, like I'm coming down the court and hunting this shot, you know? Yeah. And I get also that the Sixers are going to be one of the top what top three paint protectors. Team. Yeah. So it's gonna be a – I mean it's a it's a test for sure, but he <coughs> failed. He failed that <laughs> test. <laughs> I mean over I mean, like overall going
1: forward, I mean what do you what do you make of this team, honestly?
0: I think that the Celtics and the Raptors are really going to be interesting to see who takes that third spot. I think mm-hmm. it's definitely between them because as we'll get to the rest of the teams in the league, just have a lot of holes. Well, if listen, if
1: Fred, if, if that's going to be Fred, oh <laughs> yeah, right, Fred's my early most improved player candidate. Hey, listen, he might be. He really, he really might. He was he was finishing. I I mean, I know he can. I know you know. I know about his shooting ability, but I was impressed with some of the
0: finishes that he was able to convert when he uh, in that game. That was the biggest thing, just being yeah. crafty and just getting his man in inopportune positions to contest at the rim. Right. But, yeah, for the Celtics, man, I mean, do you have anything else?
1: Did Jalen Brown get into foul trouble early on?
0: Man, we even bring up Jalen Brown. Yeah, he,
1: uh, he had five personal fouls, so I imagine at some point he did get into some foul trouble because he only played 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, he was in foul trouble all night. I know he had a lot of fouls early, so this kind of excuses why he didn't do anything this game. Yeah. That's not a good look, especially when you just sign that extension. Yeah. They're definitely going to need more from him. I mean, there's not a lot of shots to go around. They, they cut some guys out of the roster like Morris and Rosier that need shots too. But Tatum's appetite for shots is only going to grow. Walker's going to give up 15 to 20 shots per game. Hayward's going to be around 16 or 17 shots. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that want to score the ball. So Brown's going to have to really be efficient with his looks and be aggressive. Yeah. But yeah, I think you definitely saw that these two teams aren't on the same level or like tier. Yeah,
1: yeah. Boston definitely looked like they were that next tier down. They don't look like a, a, a true contender of the East. I feel like that's a two-team race right now until proven otherwise.
0: Yeah, because really Boston like, just got out to like a hot or a good start. They were mm-hmm. Like they won the first quarter. But after that, they lost every other quarter. But yeah, I think it's gonna wrap it up for the first game. Second game was Portland Denver.
1: Uh, I think this game, this game was interesting. You know, <laughs> to me that that uh, Denver was able to win this game. Honestly, I mean, Jokic sat for a very long time. He got three early fouls, I think, in the first quarter. So yeah,
0: I mean, he still he
1: still ended the game with twenty points, thirteen rebounds. But I feel like that was the time for um, the Portland Trailblazers to widen their. Lead or at least build a lead while he was out, and they, they
0: just couldn't capitalize on it. Definitely. So yeah, Denver won one hundred eight to one hundred. I think, as you said, Jokic only played three minutes and forty five seconds in the first half total. Right. So I mean, yeah, he was not in the game at all. But what you saw is that Denver just has way more depth than Portland. They got a lot of guys. Definitely, a lot of guys. Even the, the guy that filled in for him, Mason Plumlee. He had five assists in the first half. So it's still giving that facilitator role because Plumlee's also able to continue their offense without, right. you know, hiccup. Like they don't have to, like, switch systems because Plumlee's in. It's the same offense. Exactly. So in the first half, Denver's role players, especially the guys off the bench like Malik Beasley. Grant. Grant and Tory Craig. Craig. Yeah. yeah, they all gave you, what, five or six points, good defense. They all hit eight, three. You know, so they were like floor spacers. I think that when you look over at Portland, their guys just aren't on, of that same level, that same ilk. You know? Yeah, I mean, if I, I mean, if you move past Kent, then yeah, because so the guys like Scow, his only, yeah, these are all like flyers, and Simmons or Anthony Simons is just too young to really like count on that yet.
1: I mean, but they're ho- they're hoping for it. They're hoping for them. They have high hopes and high expectations for that
0: kid. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think also, too, like, you see it in their offensive systems. So, like, Portland's super reliant on, like, Damon, CJ, whereas Denver, because they have all these guys that can hit a shot, um, many of them, such as Will Barton, the Malik Beasley's of the world, they can even put the ball on the ground you right. know, a couple of dribbles and pull up. So it's like they're able to just swing the ball around and just attack wherever the defense is weak or wherever they find like they gap. And so it's way more organic and it's way more fluid when they're – playing offense than the other team. I mean, yeah, cause they have, they
1: have a lot of creators, whether they can create offense or they can cre- uh, create, their own shot or at least a decent look. So like you said, you can just keep moving that around and it's not really a liability when it finds whoever it finds. Whereas like, yeah. if it's on Portland, like even a couple of times as far as like the big man, when they ran that pick and roll that they would run with, um, Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic. They tried to run that same action with Hassan Whiteside and he wasn't comfortable making those passes early on. Like they ran it the first two times and I think one uh didn't work out too well. I think it might have been turned over in the second one. Yeah. Second one was an offensive foul as well. So Yeah. I, just, it's, yeah, I think yeah, I just think they lack well they, well, one they're too relying on the, their guards, obviously, and they just lack that other creator.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Even going back to Denver real quick. By the time that Jokic came back into the game, everybody else was already like getting their shots up and in a rhythm. So then he was able to play that quarterback role of just like making the offense happen. Because Jokic right. is known for not like being super aggressive with his shot. Right. But he just puts up just enough shots and makes just enough points to keep the defense honest. So even like in that fourth quarter, late in the game, he hit two threes almost back to back when the defense was sagging off, you know? So you have to respect him just enough to where he keeps those passing lanes open. Right,
1: and then I mean Jamal, Jamal Murray and Gary Harris didn't even shoot well in this game.
0: Yeah, four for
1: fourteen for Murray and three for eleven from uh, Gary Harris. One for five from three. So definitely think as far as Denver, this is definitely a game that they're definitely happy that they won. Because I mean, not shooting well from the uh, the primary guards. Jokic missed almost the entire first half, and they were able to come out with a win against the team that beat them last year in, in the uh, semifinals.
0: And also, too, I think Will Barton played a big part of that because him they being three well. for eight, yeah. yeah, and being able to just get his shots off at any time. He even had a couple threes overnight. nice. It just and like another weapon. Like Twelve times. Yeah, yeah, see? So and last year, that wasn't anything to count on. He was non-existent
1: the entire year. They also had some guys that didn't even play, you know, Hernan Gomez didn't play, Michael
0: Porter Jr. didn't play. Yeah, I don't even think, like, Hernan Gomez is going to have a hard time cracking into the rotation. Just with Jeremy Grant playing so well and Paul Millsap getting his minutes in. Mm -hmm. And then when they want to go small, like, at the end of the game, they went to a Jeremy Grant at center lineup with all guards out there. And that's just even less time for, like, Michael Porter or Hernan Gomez to get minutes. Especially, too, with the Nuggets chasing that number one seed. Like, every game matters for them. Right. I guess one other thing with the Nuggets, too, is they were definitely hot behind the three-point line. Everyone in their starting five attempted at least three threes and made one. And Mm -hmm. as a team, they are 18 for 32, making 18 threes compared to, what, 34 field goals. So they made more threes than any other shot in the game. Right. I don't know if you can count on that, but if you can have nights like that, it's just going to help so much when you have poor shooting from your stars. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for now. So about Portland, you have anything or any overarching themes in this game for Portland? I mean,
1: just touching the back, uh, touching back on what you said earlier, as far as you know, the lack of creators. I mean, you can see it in the play, as far as uh, only having like 13 assists as opposed to the Nuggets' 24. The ball just. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't move freely with the expectation that the next person is going to be able to make a play. So when those guards aren't having a good game, where in this case, you know, CJ didn't shoot well. I mean, Dame showed up, but as I said, uh, CJ struggled from the field. It's just gonna. It's gonna hinder this team if those two guys don't play well every night. It really affects their chance to win the game. So I don't know what they're going to be able to do on do about that moving forward, or well, who's going to be able to step into that role. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I like what Rodney Hood did tonight. He had you know a good game. Saying. Yeah, he shot uh, decent, fifty uh, percent from the field, forty percent three, three, thirteen uh, points and five rebounds. I think he had a nice game. I just think I, don't know, I would like to see somebody else step up because I mean, I, it just it clearly wasn't enough. So maybe that person is maybe Kent Bazemore being a little bit more effective off the bench, or like we said earlier, uh, Infernay, uh, Anthony, Anthony. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, Anthony. So yeah, whether it's him or someone else stepping up, but. I think moving forward, especially in the the West this year, they're going to need some contributions from
0: an unknown source right now. Yeah, definitely. Even like going back to like their assist thing, if you look at their roster, there's only one guy who's like an above average playmaker. And that's Dane. Because CJ's not a passer at all. His assists have never been good. This game, he was three assists to five turnovers. So. That's why missing Nurkic is going to hurt so bad. Because Nurkic was a very good playmaker for that center position. Now, you could run offense through him at times.
1: When do? When is he slated to come back? I Think halfway through the year. Yeah,
0: like, and yeah. not even later than halfway think February. Yeah, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt in this in this in this conference. It's definitely. Hard. I can see them falling out. Honestly, I mean, I know it's one game, but just looking at the roster as a whole, like I've been been thinking this. I don't know. They're going to like basically try to keep their head above water most nights
1: exactly and it's just like they're going to be going up against at least in the west they're going to be going up against teams that can that you know are capable of defending those guard positions whether you can look all uh up and down those teams in the west and there are several teams that can defend them not shut them down obviously but at least
0: competently defend them it's going to be hard on those two guards to carry this load definitely will I think I mean there were some positives because because most of the guys were play finishers. It is important mm-hmm. that they actually finish plays. So like you said, Roddy Hood making shots was good. Zach Collins played pretty good uh, with eight points. I mean he's only forty four percent from the field, but his shots were timely. He had some good ones in the second half. And then Hassan Whiteside was six or seven from the field, finished a lot of dunks, and he gave you nineteen rebounds and two blocks to go along with that. He also had four turnovers to notice this, just right. to I mean, further emphasize that he's not Nergish. But I mean, I mean
1: they, he, they they treated him like he was. They found out rather quickly that he was not <laughs> able to make the same plays. But, I mean, I don't, I, I, like he played well. I just – he's not what they need to
0: go to move forward. Yeah, I do like having Kent Baysmore on his team. Even in the fourth quarter, he had – two super clutch steals, two of his five steals, where he just kind of mm-hmm. mucks the game up and just gives them opportunities. Whereas in the past, guys like Harkless and Aminu, you know, they had good defensive moments and were typically good defenders on most nights. They weren't necessarily like guys are going to win you possessions. You know what I mean? Right. So having Kent gives them more opportunities to win games. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what are you going to do with it after that, you know? Right. Yeah, man, that about wraps it up for them.
1: Yeah, I think I think that does. I mean, yeah, I think that does for the for the Blazers. Um, people doubt them every year, and somehow they they end up you know putting it together. So it's just one game. We'll see where they go from here. CJ is definitely going to end up. You know, CJ just going to play better, obviously too. So
0: the thing is though, if CJ plays better, guys like Jokic isn't going to only play three minutes in the first half, and then hopefully Harris doesn't have another terrible year. Well, that's yeah. true, but I
1: mean, a lot of people have the Nuggets being the number one seed, so if that if that, if that does turn out to be the case, then I mean, it makes sense for them to be better than the Blazers.
0: Yeah, that's true, that's true. So yeah, I mean, this is a pretty chaotic night, a lot of numbers tonight, so I think we should definitely go around the league and just highlight a couple of things here and there. All right. I think the place where everybody wants to start is with the Nets. Kyrie Irving had 50 points tonight, and losing effort to the Timberwolves, they lost 126 to 127, and in the overtime. Yeah, anything from that?
1: Oh uh, man, Kyrie played very well, man. That's that's what I that's what I have to say about that. Obviously, he shot better than 50% from the field and got 50 points. Crazy stat that I thought was special that people aren't talking about, zero turnovers. Yeah. The seven right. assists. Exactly, you know. So obviously, obviously usage was super high. He played like that superstar tonight.
0: And they still lost to the Timberwolves.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, with time going with Tom going on and, and you know, letting the season play out, that might end up not being so bad. You know, they might end up being a better team than we think initially. You
0: yeah, know, I think. We'll see where it goes, for at least for that team. But Yeah, until early, Kevin Durant gets back, they're definitely going to need scoring. I think is Avert, I definitely look for him to get back to his like, early season form from last year before he got right. hurt. Tonight he had 20 points and 47% shooting. Which is Uh, not bad. Definitely not bad. And he's also that guy that can create a secondary creator. So he'll definitely be helpful.
1: But those five five turnovers from him to four assists is (laughs) not a good example of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was rusty. (laughs) Definitely rusty.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench had 14 points on six of 13. He also had five turnovers. So the secondary guys that are supposed to be the creators – had a combined ten assists, I mean ten turnovers. So that's probably a big reason as to why the ga- why they lost that game. But yeah, I mean, besides Kyrie, I guess you you can count you can count on Karis. I think you're a little higher on Karis than I am personally. So we'll see we'll see where it goes. But I'm not sure if Karis is, is ready to be that second guy to a team with championship aspirations because I mean any team with a superstar and I do count Kyrie as a superstar. You know, they're going to have those aspirations. I'm not sure if he'll be able to fit into them.
0: I think Kyrie's more of a star. You know, he had these he had these 50 points. I get it. The man's a walking bucket. If he averages more than 25 points again this year, I'll shut up. But Kyrie's just never been that guy where night in, night out, I can rely on him to put up crazy points or just to carry his team. Like, he puts up good individual points, but it's not like he's, like, putting the team on his back every night. You know, it's going to be nice where he isn't doing this. You can count on it.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, there's going to be nights where he's not scoring 50.
0: Well, not 50, but uh, you know, like Dame, right? Dame has like stretches where he's putting up 30, 30, 30, 30, and they're just winning yeah. games, you
1: know? Right, and, and there are some stretches where Dame is cold, where he's
0: not shooting well. So. But Dame, would you say Dame is a top 10 player in the NBA? I would. Would you say Kyrie's a top 10 player in the NBA? I wouldn't. To me,
1: Kyrie's right outside of it. I think Dame's a little bit better than uh, Kyrie, but that doesn't mean that I don't think Kyrie's
0: not a star. He's a star. I also know if he's like a superstar, and I know it's super controversial, but I think when the like the teams are able to load up on Kyrie, and it's not just like a random night, as what you saw with the Bucks, he's a different person.
1: I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, context means something. So I mean, you're talking about a great defensive team and a uh, first team all defensive player, and Eric Bledsoe guarding him with you know the rest of those guys loading up on him. I mean. A lot of guys are going to look question or have questionable nights playing that great defense like that. I'm not that just because he had a bad series. I'm not going to just all of a sudden say he's not a superstar because I've seen him do things, albeit with LeBron James, but I've seen him do superstar level things. That's fair on a consistent level in the playoffs. So
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we saw tonight. Dude has some shots that nobody else can hit, or just like consistently getting those crazy looks off the dribble. I mean, I mean, if he would
1: hit, if he would have hit that game winner, that might have been one of the filthiest game winners I've ever seen.
0: Definitely, he lost the ball and like, still got it back. Remember when Devin Harris point,
1: did that? To the point, he pulled it straight. He pulled it straight out of NBA Street, bro. He damn near did a slipping slide.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sick. Definitely going to mention. I guess the Timberwolves. Cat had thirty six points, fourteen rebounds, three steals, three blocks, fifty percent shooting, and seven eleven from three. The towns can beat this guy <laughs> all year long. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, he had a crazy night, bro.
1: I mean, he, but we've never argued Carl Anthony Towns' talent. I mean, I feel like we, I feel like it's not a stretch to say, at least his skill set wise, he's one of the best big men to ever see the court as far as his skill set being, uh, being a center. That's never been our question mark. And you know, he told us not to sleep on the Timberwolves, and, you know, I'm still asleep, but I'll I, I ruffle it in my sleep a little bit tonight. We'll see where it goes. I know. If he can, if he can continue this up, you know, 20, high 20s, you know, double-digit rebounds, I think they're going to be in good position. Andrew Wiggins has to shoot better. I know he made some he made some great plays down the stretch, which was good. That's good to see. But just as far as he's definitely penciled in as the second guy, you know, he's going to have to carry the low along with Carl Anthony Towns, and he can't be shooting 10 for 27 on a regular basis. He's going to have to be more efficient than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's definitely getting his shots up. I mean, he had 21 oh, no, no, points, but, yeah. All the
1: shots <laughs> Getting you know, all the shots, all his light, his <laughs> light is, is very green, obviously.
0: So he's just gonna have to
1: be, gonna have to be more efficient with that green light.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he got eight rebounds. That was nice. It wasn't like he just did nothing else on the court. You know? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I said, he got to be more
0: efficient. Definitely more efficient.
1: Twenty-seven <laughs> shots and two <laughs> for,
0: for a guy that athletic. What's crazy is like back when he was a rookie, he used to live at the free throw line. Even his second year. But somewhere on the way that just went away. He just turned into a guy <laughs> that just jacked up shots.
1: I oh, don't know, man.
0: I think he man. even had what ten dunks last year compared to like seventy in the years before. So yeah. I just gotta see him getting more aggressive and just changing his shot profile. So hopefully we can see that this year. Perhaps. Uh let's see. Look at let's
1: let's go take a look at the bench. That's that they had some good contributions from the bench, actually. With uh, Joshua Kogie gave him eleven points and three assists. Uh, Shabazz, he didn't shoot well, but seven assists off the bench. So yeah, and uh, Jake Layman also ten points off the bench. So I think they got they got some decent contributions from their bench.
0: Yeah, you I know they're pretty big on Jake Layman. He's from uh, Portland last year. I mean,
1: he played he played decent. I don't see why not. Uh, Jordan Bell didn't get any play playing time. No, did Gorgie Gorgy Jang? Thank God. Awesome. Thank God to who? Oh, who not getting minutes? Gorgie James. <laughs> How's he still in the league? <laughs> whoa, whoa! Don't be disrespecting Gorgie like that.
0: Gorgie's trash. <laughs> All right, that's a stretch. He's not trash. But usually I'll be exaggerating, but Gorgie might actually be trash.
1: Why is he? How? How, how is he trash?
0: Bro, he's competent at very best. Those are like his best nights. Most nights he's a negative. <sighs> All right. He's like one of those guys where it's like, when he puts it all together, (laughs) you look up and he's like 30 years old.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, he's 29 right now. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else for them?
0: Nah, that about wraps it up for them. Let's go ahead and go to Bulls, Hornets. Only just because I want to highlight P.J. Washington with 27 points. Right. 8 for 17 shooting. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. Man, he was getting up from three balls too. Seven of them, seven for eleven from three to lead them to a one twenty-six, one twenty-five win over the Bulls. Interesting stuff from him. Dwayne Bacon also added twenty-two points, only thirty-six percent shooting. Uh, not great. But Devontae Graham gave him twenty-three points on 78% shooting and mm-hmm. had eight assists. Eight assists, yeah. And eleven points in the fourth quarter. So that was huge.
1: You know, maybe these uh maybe these young guys are actually gonna show us something. Maybe they heard all the whispers and they don't want to be the worst team in the league, but that's probably likely not going to happen. Not not going to happen. So yeah, because PJ
0: Washington is not going to be this guy. I guarantee exactly. It.
1: Now Devont- Now I'm interested. I'm interested to see where uh, how Devontae plays. I yeah. mean, because he thoroughly outplayed Terry Rozier. <laughs> Man, scary and, Terry, right? In less minutes he had, more points, better percentages, more assists, less turnovers. Like he thoroughly thoroughly outplayed him. Uh, Terry Rozier was, was a minus 18. Graham was plus uh, was plus was 14. So, we'll see. I'm interested to see where that goes, if, the, if that trend continues, how that dynamic's going to be. Because, you know, Terry Rozier is getting paid that money. So
0: Yeah. Also got to see more from Miles Bridges. But I think we will. Right.
1: And then Marvin Williams
0: had a really good game as well. All right. I'm not about to hear <laughs> <talk> about <laughs> Marvin Williams. I don't care. He had,
1: he had 17 points in 16 minutes. Listen. He made five of seven threes.
0: You want to talk about Batoon, too? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Wolves real quick. Markkinen was 13 for 25 from the field, eight for 10 from three, 35 points and 17 rebounds. Zach Levine struggled seven for 17 from the field for 16 points and five turnovers. That right. Thad, Thaddeus Young and Kobe White both had 17 points, and then Thad was three for five from three. Despite his noted struggles... In the playoffs last year, which is why the Pacers got rid of him. So that was nice to see from him. You know, I'm 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 kinda I'm just hurt, honestly. First and
1: foremost that my guy Shaq Harrison didn't get any PT today.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, shout out to the shout out to the guy from the town. Lisa Midwest, Shaquille Harrison. <laughs> but uh It's really because because he's buried behind like yeah. four hundred point guards. So yeah. I don't see him really
1: they're definitely a guard-heavy team. A lot of guys, so I don't know. we'll see where that goes. Oh, Laurie Marketing having uh, thirty-five points—that was nice to see, man. He didn't shoot well from uh, didn't shoot well from three either. So, he I mean, did. Laurie Marketing—he's eight for ten. No, that's from free throw line. I'm tripping. Yeah, Laurie—he was, he was only one for seven from the uh, three-point line. So, though know, that's that's not going to happen every night because he's a he's a good
0: uh, three-point shooter. So. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, thirty-five points and not shooting well from three. I mean, yeah, he was ball. I'm gonna have to go back in. Yeah, he, was, he was hooping. Yeah,
1: that's nice. So I'm excited to see his, to see his growth this year and see where he's gonna take uh take it. Also, um, I'm not really sure why Kobe White didn't start off rip. In my Bro, we
0: talked about this. It's because he's not a real point you, guard.
1: You talked. Okay, well, is Thomas Zadarensky one? Yes, because
0: with three assists. Right, bro, it was one game, twenty-four minutes and two points. Bro, Sadaransky is more of a playmaker, so he helps them just get to a good start. And Kobe White is just effective in that role, of being that six-man gunner. Let him come into the game and just—I'm
1: just—he had seven assists. I mean,
0: yeah, he played good. Also, don't forget he's playing against the Hornets backups. Devonte Graham was not about to guard him. <laughs> and that's what you thought. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, maybe yeah. Okay, You're, that's fair. Maybe it's just two bad teams playing each other. We'll see if they can continue this production. Otherwise, but if if Kobe White continues to play like this, I, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just not high at rancy, which I'm not. So,
0: Zadarenski's well, cool, but unfortunately, we spent way too much time on these two trash teams. So uh let's move on to <laughs> Pacers Pistons. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna call them trash. <laughs> tra- I actually like watching the Bulls play. So to uh, the pistons yeah there was no malice like... in the palace but uh some decent performances no blake griffin for the pistons tonight um drummond had 32 points on 67 percent from the field he had 23 rebounds three steals and three blocks he played the entire fourth quarter and gave you 14 points and seven rebounds in the fourth you got luke Kennard six for nine from three 30 points oh <laughs> <laughs> all you saw you give me up let's talk about luke Kennard. let's talk about luke Kennard. All right.
1: I mean, you, you know, I said, like, I see, I see, I see the, the scoring output. I said, maybe he's finally ready. You know, I look he here. Yeah,
0: He's a hooper, bro. I remember ever since he uh, dethroned Grayson Allen as Duke's guy back in the day. Yeah,
1: I, remember, I remember that, but you know, when he came into the league, it seemed like you know he needed some time. So uh, that's why I said, he, maybe he's finally ready.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna need him. I think he's definitely a serviceable shooting guard. Like I would say, league average to slightly above.
1: That's fair. And uh, just touching on what you said about Andre Drummond, all those all those great things and he still managed to jack up a three.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that he did. over <laughs> 1. <laughs> hopefully but he hit more than – man, man, hopefully he caught some
1: rim on that. Well, seen I have never seen somebody <laughs> pull up from three knowing they can't shoot. He, he, he's, he's so confident every time. Like, like you can't – bro, you can't be pulling up and then, like, turning around like it went in and hitting the backboard you bro. didn't turn around I'm just saying like you know like doing it like Steph like he, he, he'll pull up and he'll like he, just, he, has so much, he has so much confidence that it's going in and it's, he misses him so terribly I've never seen it
0: it wasn't as bad as KCP in preseason when he uh, called Kobe <laughs> he cleared him out <laughs> we're not gonna talk about KCP KCP got exposed when he left the Pistons bro what him and Avery Bradley but anyways yep. that's a different pod a different day Man. Uh back to the Pistons. Uh Derek Rose also added eighteen points off the bench with nine assists. Um right. firmly on his campaign to to replace Ruka, now Reggie. <laughs> so you know, I
1: mean I feel like do you think the Pistons want Derek Rose to start? Because I can't imagine that he wasn't outplaying him in the like in practice and all throughout training camp.
0: Uh, Reggie Reggie, uh man, I always forget his name because I always call him Ruka, now Reggie. But uh <laughs> 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 but no, bro, listen, Reggie's one of these guys where he's paid, so they're gonna like give him the spot for now. But man, I mean.
1: Derrick Rose is gonna take the spot from him if if they if if they want it to happen, like they're okay with him taking that position, it's gonna happen. Like he's gonna outplay him. Like Derrick Rose tur- has like especially the uh, last couple years turned himself into a, a reliable three point shooter. He didn't take any threes this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like he yeah, had eighteen points on six of uh, six of eleven. Like you say, went to the free throw line seven times, nine assists. I mean, he takes a couple. He t- you know, he, if he takes a couple threes that game, and makes a couple. He's uh, twenty and above points. So, I feel like if they take him, if they uh, start Derrick Rose, though, they're going to be severely lacking on the bench.
0: Yeah, also too, Derrick Rose is just not reliable, man. Like, I mean, health health wise, but he's the, he's the same dude who on the Cavaliers disappeared with dreads. Listen. No, no, he disappeared he, with he, a fade and came back listen, with dreads. Listen, 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 listen. Had, Don't even know why he he you left.
1: Had, he had some stuff he had that he went through, you know. But that's in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Derrick Rose, Derrick Now he's ready to hoop, and he looks good, man.
0: <laughs> he definitely looks good. I'm just saying.
1: He, 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 he broke your boy off some real fierce. Had him turned around and everything.
0: Who's my boy? Your boy, Malcolm. Right, oh, bro. This is the ex buck. I've been trying to tell you about Malcolm, bro. Malcolm is not a defender of point guards. He can defend big twos and threes
1: and small threes. I'm going to tell you what, when when Derek was coming down here on him and hit him with that
0: little (laughs) hezzy crossover, Mr. Mr. Krabs. (laughs) Derek Rose is also the only guy I've seen just not catch the team flight multiple times, I feel like. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, on the other side, Sabonis had 27 points and 13 rebounds on 73% shooting. Turner had 25 points, 9 rebounds, 2 steals, and 3 blocks, and was 4 for 7 from 3. And then Brogdon had 22 points and 11 assists. The Pacers, man, I'm just not convinced. Everybody wants to pencil them into the playoffs, but they got a lot to prove to me.
1: I mean, I hear you on that, but I just, I believe in Nate McMillan, you know, to get those guys to play hard. I mean, he still has a lot of... uh so as, you know, players from last year's team, I don't see why they can't fight for a playoff spot. I mean, you I feel I hear you about people saying they're penciled in, but I mean you just completely took them all the way out. Like they're just not gonna be there completely and I don't know. I just don't think that's true. But we'll see. I mean I like Sabonis, I like Turner. Brock didn't play well. We're gonna see what uh, what they get from Jeremy uh Jeremy Lamb.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, how do you feel about the bench? They got the holiday brothers, McDermott. Uh real forgettable.
1: They have a lot of repeat types. They have two TJs, two holidays.
0: <laughs> Their whole season depends on Victor Oladipo. For just being honest,
1: uh, the, the Holiday runners played not well. No, po- no points between the holidays.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither team made more than five threes, and there's only 14 threes shot total for both really? teams combined. So, one of those you know early two thousands games going on right now. It was kind of gross. But <laughs> let's move on to Jazz Thunder. Donovan Mitchell led his team to a win with 32 points, 64% shooting, 12 rebounds, and 14 of his points came in the fourth quarter. Mike Conley struggled. was only 116 from the field. Uh, you any thoughts on the Jazz? Nah, not
1: necessarily. But I mean, besides Mike Conley struggling so badly, I mean, they played how I thought they were going to play. I mean, Donovan Mitchell shot well. Rudy Gobert. Rebounded the ball. I'd, I'd have to see them play someone that I think is going to be in the playoffs or competitive. So I guess when they play the Lakers with tomorrow, I'll probably have a better understanding of where I'm, where, you know, I think this team is going to go. But against OKC, I can't tell because I don't really know what OKC is right now.
0: OKC is a, a team that will be fighting for the eight seed if they don't make a trade. That's what OKC is. If they don't trade Chris Paul? Yeah, because even look tonight, all right. Chris Paul had 22 points, Shea had 26, Gallinari 21. I mean, only Gallo was above fifty percent from the field, but they have guys that can put the ball in the hole, I and mean, they have guys yeah. that can also defend. Looks like a team that's kind of like a, it's kind of just a team with talent. It may not really lead to anything, but they're not one of these like bottom feeders at all. Like they're definitely a very competent they're team, right? And they're definitely going to beat any any a lot of team teams.
1: Paul, right? any team with Chris Paul is going to be competitive. I mean, like you said, they do have guys, but
0: um, they don't have top end talent. That's fair. Uh, definitely want to see more tape on the Jazz. Uh, it'll be an interesting team. We can go ahead and just hit some quick hitters around the league. Uh, Luka had 34 points, 9 rebounds, on 63% shooting. It was 4 for 9 from 3. Uh, against the Wizards. Against the Wizards. I mean, they won by 8 points, so that's not great. But I mean, no, a win is a win. No, uh, Brzingis had 23 points, 44% shooting. And Bradley Bill had 19 points, but was 7 for 25 from the field and 1 for 11 from 3. So that's gross. Uh, good luck, bro. You about <laughs> to get paid. Just stick through, or you know, keep your head up. I don't know if to tell you, it's gonna be rough I mean, on you. He I
1: mean, it's not like it's not like anybody made him sign that contract. He he made that decision. So
0: yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: he don't get <laughs> no sympathy from me from for, uh wasting away there. there. We'll well, see,
0: well, hopefully, I mean, hopefully his stats don't suffer because people people are gonna be loading up on him because he's on a talent a talentless team. By all all reports, Uh, moving on, Spurs beat the Knicks, 120 to 111. But Marcus had 22. Brand Forrest had 20. Both shot around 50% from the field. DeJounte in his first game, first regular season game back from that torn ACL, had 18 points on 70% shooting, eight rebounds and three steals. Uh, only had six assists to his four turnovers, which wasn't great. But he still had a better night than DeRozan, who was thirty percent from the field <laughs> for thirteen points, which is gross. On the other side, RJ Barrett had twenty-one points in his debut, shooting sixty-nine percent from the field. And Marcus Morris and Julius Randle combined for fifty-one points on fifty-three percent shooting. You need to tell, you need to
1: tell you need to tell your family on the other side. Stop sleeping on Julius Randle.
0: Yeah, I don't know why he hates Julius Randle.
1: Called him a bum. I'm like, bro, this. Like we said, he's a he's a
0: twenty and ten guy in this league. Yeah, Julius Randle's mean, solid. He's the best player on the Knicks.
1: Oh, obviously. Yeah, think that's saying too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, Knicks played, played really, really well. At
1: least, at least not right now. I mean, until I mean until if and when RJ can realize his pot- realize potential wise. But
0: yeah, I mean, that's not saying much. Yeah, well, the Knicks played really well. to Put up one hundred eleven points, or maybe the Spurs just terrible on defense. But hey, look, the outcome was what we expected from that one.
1: Uh, I was uh, before when I was surprised that uh, Dennis Smith Jr. only played ten minutes. Thought he would play more. Yeah, I don't know but, what's up with that. Definitely have to monitor what's going on there. Gave okay, the backup minutes. It looks like to Alfred Payton, which mm-hmm. I mean, he played. He played decently. So I wish Frank. Like, he played well. Yeah, you know, he, he he played well.
0: Yeah, I'm not like Elfrid. I wish Frank could get the trade or something because obviously the Knicks have no plans for him. But right. we'll see. Uh, it's funny that they now have Frank and Dennis on the
1: same team. And neither of them are playing.
0: <laughs> yeah, only in the Knicks, man. Uh Magic beat the Cavs ninety four to eighty-five. uh as expected. Definitely as expected. Luch led all scores with twenty-one points on fifty percent shooting. Uh Fultz had twelve points and six uh, that's assists. That's right. Get to the get to what everybody wants to hear. Yeah. So, yeah, those 12 points were on 50% shooting. That was off the bench, 0 for 3 from 3. But I caught some of this, and he was definitely looking really good out there. Had a nice dunk and all that. But he punched it, bro. <laughs> a it? man can fly, bro. No, for real. It's like I seen somebody say, like, for a
1: guy that couldn't lift his uh, arm above his head a couple months ago. <laughs> like, really, he, it's just really? It's just it's just good to, uh, to see him back out there, man, playing basketball and, and playing well. So hopefully, you know, I would love to see him build onto this and continue to grow confidence. And, I mean, I'm sure the Magic, you know, want him to take that starting role. And That's, that's no disrespect to DJ. You know, DJ is a uh, is a good vet in his league. You know, he can start if need, beat, and, you know, but I think he's best served as the backup. So hopefully Markel can continue to take the necessary steps to get
0: where he needs to be. I think the best case for Markel would be just play good off the bench, be like a primary, score for that second unit. And then maybe as the season progresses, maybe towards the end of the season, he can start, you know, competing for that starting spot. But I think the only problem with that is just the Magic are definitely competing for a playoff spot. So it's just you can be, uh, you can have more consistency with DJ starting and with the shooting. He just helps everybody out. I
1: mean, like I said, we'll see. I mean, Markel, he attempted three three point shots today. So, I mean, obviously they didn't go in, but I mean, even the fact that he attempted them. I would imagine, is a step forward for what was going on. So, you know, we, we got to see if, 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 he, if he can make those shots. I mean, we'll see, man.
0: On the other side, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. The Cavaliers, Damon CJ, if you will. <laughs> At 24 points, shooting about 33% in the field. Not the greatest start for them. Hopefully they get it together. It's going to be a long year for them as well. Man. So, let's move on to the Heat Grizzlies. No Jimmy Butler. Justice Winslow had a good game, 27 points. Uh, Kendrick Nunn. Guy had 40 in the preseason, had another good night with 24 points on 56% shooting. On the other side, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., had 17 points, only 42% shooting. And John Morant had 14 points on 50% and only took one three that he missed.
1: Bro, can somebody please tell me who this 2K My Player is? I've never heard of him. <laughs> like for real. I've never heard of this man. Who, Kendrick Nunn? He came and dropped 40 on James Harden head.
0: <laughs> like, well, his game is nice too. You know, it's, it's
1: very nice. But well, who is he, and where did he like? Where did he come from?
0: Well, it's like when they got Derek. Uh, was it Derek Jones Jr.? Yeah. Well, they always Derrick, find somebody. But Derek was in. The, I feel like Derek was in the G
1: League banging on people for a while. I always remember seeing him just dunking. He was. He had like
0: crazy bounce, obviously. So, hey, Kentry Nung is like. I think he's Deion Waiters, bro. I think <laughs> I think Deion Waiters <laughs> is in a <the> new skin. <laughs> Side note: Usually, Deion just got suspended for what kind of detrimental to the team. He was on, uh, he was on Twitter talking trash and liking, liking fans' posts talking trash. What's his beef? I don't know, man. Who knows? He's always, he's always discontent. If that's a word, discontent a word? Malcontent? I don't know. He's one of them things. <laughs> yeah, he just never comfortable. He's never satisfied. Kendrick, not, Kendrick never went to the
1: University of Illinois.
0: Hey, that's probably why I don't know him, man. He was what? He was dismissed from the team for <laughs> the 2015-16 season.
1: What? There's a lot going on here. <laughs> That's why why we, hey, listen. He's a hidden talent. man. Right, so yeah, he did he, he transferred to Oakland University, okay. Yeah,
0: okay, that okay, that makes sense. So, you know, he
1: was he's a hooper, man.
0: The dude's definitely a bucket. No, he's a, no, he's a straight bucket. <laughs> hey, the is, this, is hot right now.
1: You got to oh, take he, him he, out.
0: He's definitely taking his spot. <laughs> Oh, the spots already took him. <laughs> okay. Last game we're going to cover is Suns-Kings. Hey, that was a shocker to me. Hey, Kings got beat by almost 30. 124-95. Uh, Booker Oubre and DeAndre Aiden combined for 61 points, shooting around 55% from the field. And your man's buddy, Hill, fresh off that contract, had 20, hey, he hey, 28 points, 53% shooting, 6 for 12 from 3. You got the only bright spot for the Kings tonight. It was a pretty ugly good. night.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean Marvin has to play better. I think De'Aaron, I mean, De'Aaron taking seven shots. I don't know. What's going on there? I don't know. I'm looking at this team and maybe it's only one game, but you're just looking at them. Maybe they're not that good.
0: I think out of all the games that happened, they had the most uh they have the most concern. She never loses about thirty points to the Suns. On that's opening just, night. It's bad, man. Especially if you consider yourself a playoff contender. <laughs> <laughs> on opening night. That's that's in, probably the best in the problem. West.
1: <laughs> like, you should be amped up, you know, for open night. The one thing, the one thing that shouldn't be like an uh, issue on opening night is defense. You know what I mean? Like your effort. Why not? I don't think on opening night, but like your defense, at least from an effort standpoint, oh, should be yeah. an issue. You know what I mean? And I mean the Suns shot fifty percent from the field, <laughs> so yeah. And also the Suns had a god awful night. As far as a uh, ball, you know, handling the ball, they had twenty twenty six turnovers. That's awful. To seventeen assists, the Suns did. I mean, no, the Kings. Kings had twenty yeah. Kings had twenty six turnovers to seventeen assists. That's terrible.
0: Like god awful, trash. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. Going on. Yeah, Luke me. Walton. Hey, <laughs> let's try to make it for the season, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh... Yeah, that's about it for tonight. You got anything else? Any big picture takeaways from the real opening night in the league? Uh the Kings might be in trouble off the first game.
1: <laughs> uh, and the bad teams are bad.
0: They are who they thought they are.
1: They are who we they are who we thought they were.
0: And here you go. <laughs>
1: Man, probably the biggest shocker tonight, besides the Kings getting blown out, probably I would say the for me. The Timberwolves, as far and you know, Carl Anthony Towns playing the way he did, especially starting out, you know. I mean, I feel like these last couple of years, he would have, he would start slow. I mean, albeit with Jimmy there, but I feel like he would start a certain type of way and he would always finish the year stronger. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see him start off, you know, on a good note and getting a win at
0: the same time. And that's the thing. If the Timberwolves, like my brother, Zach says, they're a playoff team. It's gonna be because Kat is better than De'Aaron Fox. He's better than Luca or Przingis. He's better than anybody on the Pelicans. Well, I mean talent yeah. I
1: mean talent wise he is better than all of them.
0: I'm talking about production wise. Like he's gonna have to lift his team up like yeah. a true superstar.
1: And maybe this is the maybe this is the time, man. Maybe he takes the step.
0: Yeah, I and mean, he started off good. So we will see.
1: I mean, this man hitting hitting seven threes. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely.
1: But, yeah, that's about it for me as far as the takeaways. Uh,
0: what about you? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was an entertaining night for sure. I'm definitely going to go back and watch some of these in more, more, more detail because I only got to watch like the ESPN ones like with my full attention. Right. So, especially that Nets, Timberwolves, I definitely want to see like more into that and probably Jazz Thunder. Those are my <laughs> two main ones that I'm going to go back and look at. All right, yep. Yeah. Yeah, but all right, we'll see you guys uh, next week with more coverage of the league. And, yeah. Once again, this has been The League, at NBA pod. If you like what you heard, please hit that follow or subscribe button. Because we are a new podcast, we'd appreciate it if you helped us get the word out. We want to offer all fans a different flair and perspective as they follow this year's NBA season. As always, follow us at the League NBA Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes and to engage in the conversation and debates going around the internet. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you with more coverage of the NBA.